0: Welcome back to MFX the podcast. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on. You know, I make sure, you know, I try to cover, you know, honestly, the, the, the biggest topics, everything the best that I can. You know, I'm definitely trying to get other people on here to join me as much as possible. Definitely so we can give you guys, you know, the rundown, the breakdown from, from all different sides. A couple subjects, though, I do want to talk on. Um, Fury, Wilder 2, that was announced. Um, It was, like, a surprise. I mean, they announced it. They said it was going to happen, you know, after, you know, Wilder 1. But, um, you know, it came as a shock, you know. I think, like, a less than a 24-hour period. They announced it, like, oh, tickets go on sale in less than 24 hours, you know. Spend $1,500 for a seat, you know, something along those lines, but, um, it's damn near sold out, I mean, there's nothing near the floor at all, I mean, probably the first 13 rows around the whole entire arena are, are sold out on top of the bottom, on top of the actual floor, so, I mean, you know it's gonna sell out, it's probably, you know, gonna be the fight of the year, um, fear is he's gonna knock Wilder out. Don't know if that's gonna happen. Do see a decision happening though, and I do see him beating Wilder in decision. Um, I think Wilder. <sighs> he looks stiff in his fight against Victor Ortiz on the second fight. I mean, he caught him, finished him. But I mean, God, I mean, it looked like he, I don't know, Fury the way Fury fights. Just he's just an animal, Bob Weave. But he got caught a couple times in his last fight. But I mean, his eyebrow was disgusting. So we're gonna we're gonna find out, you know, honestly, who was the baddest on the planet. And I don't think Anthony Joshua is gonna fight either one of them. I do think Anthony Ruiz would have stepped up and fought both of them. That's just you know facts on my end. Um, <clears throat> another thing I actually seen I noticed um a lot of people talking about afterwards is um Dana White discussing oh, all <clears throat> this new day and age, um and fighter pay. He's like, Oh, fighters can discuss their pay, they're they're free to discuss their pay now because, you know, not sure if a lot of people knew, but Dana actually was upset for the longest time, didn't like people discussing pay, blah 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 blah. But, you know, Bellator was trying to get, you know, have them release their pays and do all this bullshit for the longest time, so the new owners took over and they were like, fuck it, let's just release everything, so they did that, um, I'm not sure if it really panned out like that and they just exposed everybody's pay, but they basically show everybody's pay after all the fights and all everything like that, and then Dana says, you know, they're free to talk about their pay, you know, not everybody's, you know, the Khabib, the Conor, the, the you know, the Mio chicks." Of the UFC, but they're still getting paid, you know, good amounts of money, you know, which I do think some of them are getting paid good because I I know for a fact, <clears throat> and this is MMA facts, that I've seen Bellator pays at 10 k and, and like $7,500 and God, come on. It doesn't matter if we're just starting now. It doesn't like you're just I mean, it has to be like 25 k at least. Let's let, let's. Talk figures and realistic numbers. I mean, those people must not have, you know, they must have just said, "Oh my God, to be on Bellator, to be on TV, I'll do it for fucking, I'll do it for seventy five hundred dollars. Say no more." You know, you could end up dead. Um, <clears throat> so March March seventh, you got um Joanna trying to recapture that title. That is not going to be the main event. I do see. Well, I. I how can I say this? It has not announced yet, but I do see it being announced before January seventeenth because tickets go on sale the seventeenth, um, and I do think the VIP goes on sale probably a couple of days before that. But um, Israel Adesanya, Yoel Romero, I do see that fight happening um, on in March in Las Vegas, UFC two forty eight. Um, and the co-main event will be um Joanna. You got. Calvin Cater, Jeremy Stevens on that card. I mean, those fights are dangerous, dangerous fights. And the messed up part is it's such a hard pick for to pick on all three of those fights. Who, who's going to win either one of those fights? So my hat's off to all three of those, you know, all six of those fighters for even taking those fights. You need to take those fights. Those, those are the sickest fights to take. Um, if you listen to my podcast, God, maybe the first or second one, I sat here and I discussed fights for, the, for that felt the featherweight division. And I said that Calvin Cater and Jeremy Stevens would be disgusting. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine what's going to happen along those lines. But, you know, with Stevens and, and Cater being tied up, um, if you just listened to the last podcast, you know, just the first half of this podcast, you know, I explained, you know, you got Holloway and Volkanovsky that, you know, they're saying that's 100% going to happen. Max 100% gets the title shot next. Dana said maybe Australia, but I'm not sure when they're going back to Australia. But um, I am going to say that, you know, I do see it happening, you know, in summertime. Maybe Vegas again, maybe International Fight Week. Um, and like I said, that's going to be a tough one to call. I know Max is going to have to pull out the stops because you got to beat the champ to be the champ. And and, and I don't think Alexander did enough to, to really do that the first time. But they've seen it that way. But I don't. I just don't know how it's going to pan out the second time. But I know Max needs to be on his top notch on his game due to all those facts, Volkan Oski altogether, I mean, he broke his hand. I mean, if he didn't break his hand, you know, it could have played out completely differently. So we could have had, you know, he could have been champion, knocked him out, so we'll have to, you know, definitely wait and wait to see, but there's so much that can happen in that one forty five featherweight division. I mean I mean you got Emmett and Arnold Allen actually coming up next weekend, um on the two forty six card. Um, here's, 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 here's something interesting I actually came across. Chris Wyman spoke to somebody the other day in an interview. Excuse me. And he explained that he's definitely interested in the Luke Rockhold fight. Him and Luke Rockhold too would, um, definitely be the fight. He said that he doesn't see that fight being the next fight that's going to happen for him. Um... I'm still waiting, and 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 and, and I want to know what what his next move is. Is it going to be back to 185? Is he going to stay at 205? We all know we got wind of Jacare moving back down. In Uriah Hall fighting uh the Gator in April at um the Barclay Center, Khabib and Tony card. Fantastic! That's going to be a fantastic fight. But um before we get to that, before we want to talk about before I would talk about that, um you know I'm not sure, you know, how hurt Chris was from that flash it was a flash knockout, it wasn't anything, you know, outrageous, anything crazy. He wasn't KO'd for fucking five minutes, people had to pick him up. Um I think he should go back to one eighty five. I think he should go down. I think he should fight Derek Brunson just to get his name back, you know, getting back on that winning streak. To get back in the in the game. Um, I, I I love that fight. I think it's great. Um, Derek Brunson's a wrestler. Chris Wyman is just a strong, gritty guy. So I love that fight. I think that's the fight to make. Derek Brunson, Chris Wyman, if he goes back to 185. There's no fight. I want to see him fight at 205. I can't say, oh, I would love to see him fight this dude or this dude or this dude. No, uh you know my my me growing up me seeing every chris wyman i see chris wyman fighting at 185 i see a hell of a lot of fighters at 185 i see chris wyman jack hermanson shit i see chris wyman darren till i see a lot of fights going down and i realistically am going to tell you this i would like to see chris wyman fight you all romero give him a rematch you know that rematch to happen because i mean who, you know, you got... He beat Calvin Gaslam, but you got him and Whitaker would be nice. Him and Jared Cannon. here. I mean, Chris Wyman needs to go back down to the 185 division and take his reign back over. The dude, listen, I've stood next to the guy. You know, I've been next to the guy. I've had drinks with the guy. I'm telling you right now, the dude, is, he's a big guy. 185... He can take it. He can dominate the 185 division. He could take Izzy down. He could. He could ground. It. I. I. know all of this is a. It's, it's. It's a fact. He still has it in him. I think he has a run left in him, and I think it's at the 185 division. And that's really the end of where I. I'm going to stand with that. And and like I said, I think that he needs to um get back in, in into the into the you know the win category the people saying you know Chris Wyman you know he's still a contender he's still he's still here he's still relevant I still I still think he is and I think he needs to get back in that win column I think he needs to come in there and he needs to go after that top 10 division now I said Derek Brunson but I mean you got Edmond Menshevazians number 9 in the world Uriah Halls tied up But if you want to discuss I mean, Ian Heinish, that's, you know, if he needs to get back in the win column, we're not talking get right back in there, go right back up there and fight, you know, Israel Adesanya for the title. You know, we're not saying that. I want him to get back in there. Um, Realistically, if you want to, you can even do it. You could, you know, Paulo Costa, depending on where he is in this whole breakdown with the whole um. Israel and Yoel fight. Um, like I said, I think that fight's going to be announced. I think it's going to be a fight. Um, it's going to be announced in March for, or for March. um Other than that, I mean, you still got you still got Till Hermanson, Calvin Gasol, Derek Brunson, and Chavezian all on the table waiting for fights. Chris wymy needs to swoop up one of these fights, and I think. You know, April Barkley Center sounds fantastic to me, but, you know, if he wants to push that back, maybe get him on the 248 card, make it a whole middleweight showdown. That would be great. You know, see him, you know, against, like I said, any of those Brunson or Hermanson Till on that 248 card. You know, just, just watch out for that. Uh, here's another one. I mean, this is, this this is, um I, it, it's a surprise for me because of where he's at in the rankings. His dominance, Um, Edson Junior Barboza, moving down to the 145 featherweight division. Now, this is all in my notes. So you know, those this is the craziest part is I you know I want I should have brought this up earlier. I did not. You know, you just you want to throw this man into the wolves. You know, is is that what we want to do? Are we going to throw him right into the back of wolves? Or are we just gonna? You know, put them in there, let them go easy, and let them see where it slides up. Because if I were to put Edson Barboza into that category, because you got Frankie Edgar and you have, uh, you have Jose Aldo, who's nine and and uh six in the world in that in that featherweight division, they're both actually leaving the, the division. Now they said, um, Moicano is actually moving up. So, this whole thing's going to be scrambled around. You know, that whole top 10 is going to be, you know, it's just going to be so fluttered. So, when Barboza comes in, I mean, obviously, you would love to see... Edson Barboza fight. Max Holloway, Ortega, Zebi, Zombie, Yair. I mean, you would love to see him fight every single one of these fighters. For me, to see him come in, you know, Shane Burgos is a great fight. Get him right in that rankings, but if you want him top 10 immediately... You you bring him right to the slay, slays You fight, you know, Edson Jr. Barboza versus Zabit. That's a great fight. But then you look at, you know, where Zombie's standing, this pitcher. He didn't need surgery, so he's going to be ready, you know, in the next couple months. And then Yair, who's just, you know, riding off another win, dude, he keeps coming off these victories. So it's, it's, it's got to see where it plays out. And I don't know how long is going to be out for, so... That whole situation is is it's it's tough, but you know I you know like I said I enjoy seeing where all this is gonna pan out due to those facts because you know realistically I mean I mean it's just they're they're all top of the line fights if that's if that's you know the answer. You want for me every single fight that the featherweight division can put on with the top fifteen are insane, are insane. They're all can meet. They're all main event fights. Every single fight is a main event fight for these people. So that and that, thats just that's just that's just how I feel. Um, let's just get right into this too. I mean, the million dollar, the million dollar event six title fights, six million dollar checks, the PFL, um, I'm not sure about attendance, but, um, I mean, the event was pretty good, I watched it, um, there's, here's the thing with me with PFL, um, there's a lot of grappling that goes on and on the event, I'm not sure why, it just seems like that's, What that event is like, what it's made for is just a lot of grappling, a lot of takedowns, a lot of just press up against the fence. Um, Roy McDonald's, you know, bread and butter. And that's why I feel like, you know, he felt the need to actually go over to PFL. You know, I'm not going to say that he thought the competition was too, you know, hard or too, you know, too, 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 too ridiculous for him. I just felt like, you know. His forte is not really the stand up how he thinks. I think that he thinks that the competition's actually a lot easier than Bellator, but I'm not going to say that he thinks Bellator's competition is too hard for him you know for 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 him and for the rest of his career. I just think that like you got Douglas Lima and you got MVP and you got all these people who can hurt they hurt him can can look at what Douglas Lima has done to him in these fights. Just, you know, just hurting this guy. Make he can't, he can't walk, messing his face up. I mean, he doesn't want this stuff to continue to happen to him. So I feel like him going into the PFL is basically saving his career, a more longevity career. And that's just, that's just the way I look at it from all aspects. Because the UFC, they say the UFC is the best fighters in the world. <clears throat> <clears throat> now you got Big John McCarthy, and you got all these people saying uh, they don't think Dana White and will cross-promote because, you know, their whole, they had that strong reputation as UFC as the best fighters in the world, the best promotion in the world, blah, 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 blah. Um, I look at a lot of champions. You know, you could be right, you could be wrong. Um, Volkanovski versus Pitbull. And then you got, like, Khabib versus Pitbull. You would have lima versus Usman, you got bader versus Miocic, so you know you got fights along all those lines i don't you know i don't see Miocic losing i don't see john jones losing Usman fight is definitely a fight i see douglas lima winning could be wrong though you know i you know 100 percent could be wrong um <clears throat> and then you just you know keep going down in in, in fights but uh You know, I I do see a lot of good fights. Those are all great fights, but uh, I do see UFC winning. You know, I think John, John McCarthy is, you know, biased because he's with Bellator now, but, you know, it is what it is. So back to the PFL, I mean, Lance Palmer does what he does, and he does it perfectly, and that's why he continues to do it. His bread and butter is to maul you, suffocate you, I mean, that's just what it is, and, you know, my hat's off to him, um, I know he signed another PFL contract, I would love to see him go to another organization, and just take his, 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 his career to a next level, but, you know, it's understandable for, you know, I understand, you know, why he would stay at the PFL, and congrats to him, you know, he's another million dollar winner, and, uh, he's a great fighter, you know, all in all. Um, Roy Cooper or Ray Cooper he did you know another another TKO I mean he keeps he keeps putting on shows for the crowd and uh it's great to see him but Kayla Harrison you know she's you know the top dog they gave her the main event she gets the big payday she gets the big paycheck um she was discussing you know if, if if was if Chris cyborg was to come over here she would get destroyed um I don't know I don't know you know I'm not I'm not too I'm not too um I'm not too bought on Kayla Harrison yet you know obviously you know my hat's off to her she's done a lot but I do think that she has issues you know that she'll have issues you know that amanda Nunes has or Jermaine Durandamy or you know, Chris Cyborg, or a lot of the females in the Bellator and in the UFC can can bring to her. And I I think she knows that as well, you know, and you know, all these people are done talking, you know, Cyborg science, so you can talk shit now because you know, it's not gonna happen. So I just look at it like that. Um how about this one? Justin Gaethje responding to Dana White's comments not I'm not sure if um a lot of people watched or listened to Dana White's interview but you know Dana White really broke down some stuff and he really explained you know Gaethje knows why he doesn't deserve the fight and Gaethje really how can I say this he blew himself in now when you got fighters let's just say you know cowboy who doesn't turn down a single fight um, you know they're saying Connor doesn't turn on a fight. Obviously, Connor wasn't actually offered. Probably Justin Gaethje. I mean, he probably wasn't offered the fight. He probably was like, oh, "I'll just fight Cowboy," and they're like, "All right, let's do it. Fuck it. That's what it is." But um, Gaethje said that you know he turned down uh the Tony Ferguson t- Tony Ferguson fight in Chicago last June, the one that Cowboy fought or took on short notice, and then he said he accepted. To fight Tony in Abu Dhabi. Now, since then he said he fought Cowboy, and when he fought Cowboy, he said he was offered Dan Hooker in New Zealand, which Paul Felder took, and then he was offered Charles Du Bronx Oliveira in Barso- in uh, Brasilia, and he said he turned that fight down. So there's two fights he turned down. So listen, he said. That he was waiting, because Khabib didn't have a fight and Conor was coming back. That he turned down two main event fights because of those those choices. He said he spoke to his dad, spoke to Ali. Now let's speak the facts on this. You turned down two extreme fight. Now if you would have knocked out, went there knocked out Dan Hooker, boom. There's no, there's no one else for you to beat up. You're then you're waiting for your title. Or if you went. Into Brazil, uh, Brasilia, knocked out Dubronx. You're waiting for your title shot. It's not, going you know what I'm saying. But he turned them all down, so he's going to be waiting in the wings. I don't know who he's going to be fighting next. You know, now after all this, um, I know Pettis has, you know, got that fight coming up. So, and Poirier said he he would like to fight him um on the Brooklyn Co Main event, but I mean. <sighs> I don't know do we want to see it again I would love to see it again but there's no reason to what are you going to prove who's the number one you know who who who, who who's the number one contender I, I just don't see it happening along those lines like that anymore um but then again you know I, I we don't know none of us know but um you got Holly Holm, Raquel Pennington. They're rematching. They're co-main eventing. I th- I'm pretty sure. Um, on the on the Cowboy and Connor fight, <sighs> man. I mean, I see Holly Holm edging the win, but it's hard to. You step back in that octagon when you keep taking those L's. And that last loss that she took was a a terrible loss. I feel bad. Um, She doesn't got that many more in her. I'm going to tell you that right now. That's not, you know, she keeps taking losses like that. Retirement is definitely upon her. Uh, Oh, my God. Maurice Green. um, Alexia Olenek. I mean... Olenek brings the heat. I mean, he's a grappler, the ball constrictor, but I mean, look at this guy. Look at what he just he just did to um Alistair Overeem. He's over here stand up. And he's just banging with Alice Roverham, who is a, you know, Dutch kickboxer. I mean, his knees, his his body kick everything is just ferocious. And Olinick, who is known for just literally trying to submit you, is just standing there banging with him. I mean, he got caught, obviously, later on. But the point is, is like that. That man, his stand up has gotten ridiculous, and I'm not gonna lie, I do think he will finish Maurice Green on um, the crochet the crochet king, or the crochet boss. I do think um It's just not his time to get to fight somebody along along the lines of Alanick. That's just me. I do think this is going to be the I'm not gonna say the sleeper, I think this is gonna be the fight that people don't consider the fight of the night. Claudia Cadelia, Alexa Grasso. I think this is gonna be a stand-up war. You obviously seeing Claudia, seeing what she's about, how she can just knock females out. Uh Grasso, on the other hand, you know, you know, this is her step up, this is her, you know, big name calling, and I do think um is gonna be there to try to perform and I do think she's gonna get the W. This is the fight that really surprised me a lot. Um, I I didn't expect it to come, but Anthony Pettis versus Carlos Diego Ferreira. Um, he's sixteen and two. You know, in the in you know, a lot of people really don't know about this gentleman. You know, they don't really, you know, talk about Ferreira. They don't really say too much about him. So, I feel like the UFC is doing an awesome job and just. Really giving a lot of different fighters, you know, an up, you know, just just really giving them, trying to give them their boost, you know, and that's, and that's just awesome to 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 see that. But um, you know, he the last time he fought, he fought, you know, in September, he fought at two forty two, and he won by decision. You know, his last, you know, he's one, two, three, four. He's you know, he's won five straight. No one really. How can I say this? No one really incredible. You know what I'm saying. He did beat Jaron Flash Gordon, um, OAM, all of your Montier. He beat um, Hobby Love. He beat Kyle Nelson. He's beat, but you know he's lost to Bernian Daru. He got knocked out by poor Dustin Poirier. So I mean, it's a, it's. I feel like this is going to be his hardest fight to date, besides the Anthony Pettis fight, um, but all in all, I mean, the card, top to bottom, f- for the main card, I love it, a lot of people, you know, can say, you know, a lot of people are like, this, you know, this is a fight night card, it is, it really is, this is a fight night card, um, there's nothing really more to say about that, besides that's what it is, but it's Connor, so you're gonna pay money to see the man back, uh, Macy Barber, and Roxanne Monteferry. um, I feel destruction upon Macy Barber coming to Roxanne Montefiore. I feel like I don't know if you if a lot of people seen the betting odds. I don't know if people a lot of people like to bet, <clears throat> but if you don't, my suggestion is for you to check out the odds. It's it, the, the it's like the odds are so bad. Like Macy Barber is like a thousand a thousand over one it's like the the percentage is is so incredibly bad um for Roxanne on it's sad that they're saying that she literally has like a no chance like they're saying her the only chance she has to win is if macy barber subs or toe on the way to the ring and can't fight something along those lines but um i do love the fight i can't wait to see it you got andre feely and Sadiq yusuf on the fight card Drew Dolber's back. He's fighting that Nazareth uh Hock Parasp kid. Is tough. That's that's that young prodigy. Um, I do see that being a potential fight of the night. Um, but back up to Andre Feely. Anything with him can be a fight of the night. He that kid is fireworks. Um, I do say, you know, Tim Elliott's on the card. Brian Kelleher. Kelly's on the card, Grant Dawson, so there's some good names, there's some big names, J.J. Eldridge is on the card, so listen, they did the best they did, listen, this, from top to bottom, I mean, this is like a B, there's, I've, I've seen a lot of D's, I've seen, a, you know, with just, you know, the, the main event, the co-main event were good, or just the main event have been good, I mean, there's names on here from top to bottom that people know, Um, I mean, obviously it's sold out, for the main event, but it's going to give recognition to a lot of these names. And like I said, I think Carlos Diego Ferreira, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a step up for him and Alexa Grasso. So I think both of their names are going to get really out there to the public. They're fighting both big names fighters. And I think they're, they're going to try to put on some big performances. I think Alexa Grasso will put that big performance on. And I think she will get that W. Um, but the thing is with Ferreira, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't see that happening. I think Pettis is still too much, too powerful. He's still Showtime. He's still about that Showtime life, and that's going to take effect next weekend. Um, Holly Holm and Raquel—that's a toss-up. I do see Holly Holm winning, but it's gonna, it's going to be by decision, no other way. Raquel will be able to tough the tough it out for all three rounds. So yeah. Uh, pretty much, I mean, a lot of the stuff that's happening in the, in, in, in MMA right now, you know, um, I don't know if you've seen it, but Poirier is back in the gym, Jorge Maslow is back in the gym. They were saying that, that Jorge and, and Kamara Usman are in the works are ready for international fight week. Um, nothing else obviously has been really mentioned. So, you know, for right now, we'll just fall back and let, you know, let that, let that just boil until really something is is, is meant more mentioned about it but you know if it's really any fucks are given you know i can give my fights to make <clears throat> the fights that i would make in 2020 on um, the fights that i think will be made in 2020 um and fights that you know potentially should happen and are able to happen if certain things don't get messed up um, Masvidal and Kobe Covington is a mandatory fight that needs to happen. I think give or take, um Woodley, you got Woodley fighting in London against Rocky Edwards. Um, I see that maybe is the number one contender fight for um, uh, Masvidal and Usman. Um Connor and Gaethje, I mean that's a fight that's a mandatory now. I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought that could have been the fight to sell out an arena I still think that's a, a fight that will sell out any arena so you know we just gotta we just gotta wait and see at that situation but um I think Nunes Shevchenko three I think that has a, a good potential of happening maybe after Shevchenko fights um in Houston in February um Poirier Diaz, you know a lot of talk. They just been talking. Nate Diaz actually just said something about on Twitter, basically stating he needs some recognition for bringing back the fight game. Poirier said basically like, "Who the fuck are you?" You know, you know how he is. <clears throat> always, always on on Nate Diaz, always trying to get that fight. Some more fights. I mean, uh, I would love to see Zebby and Rodriguez. I mean, I keep telling you guys this. I mean, hello that fight should have been made so long ago it did not go through Miochik cormier three cormier said june i'm waiting i'm thinking maybe international fight week again but um maybe depending on how jones is in february if he gets past dominic reyes i do me being a if I was, you know, the boss, if I was the person to do things rightly the right way, I would make John Jones fight the winner of Wahalvich and Corey Anderson. But seeing how I'm not that, and I don't think that's happening, I do see like a John Jones and Francis Nagano fight happening maybe in the future, or maybe Jones and Miocic, depending on how all that plays out. I want to see Adesanya and Costa fight. I do. See Adesanya beating Yoral Romero when they fight, so you know I do see a lot of that stuff you know that being able to pan out I mean that's just a fact you know with a lot of those fights, and I'm not really too sure, but if no one had a chance, um you can enter for a chance, you can go on our website or on our on our Instagram or you can go on on its Instagram Cowboy Ronis. enter for a chance to win two tickets um to tonight hotel stay airfare everything for two people it's worth almost seven grand sign up you get to verify it on your email so make sure you do that uh i'd just like to thank everybody for tuning in you know like i said you know it's been it's been you know it's two weeks or something since i've been able to do this been busy you know there's been a lot of bullshit going on in mma too much talk but um Hopefully, we get down to a lot of business, a lot of fights get made. Um, breaking news, Jordan Meehan, he has signed an exclusive multi-fight deal with Bellator. And um, it will be in the welterweight division. Scott Coker and I released a, a statement saying that he will fight later this year in the welterweight division. So, you know, if you wonder where half of these fighters are, I, I know I do all the time. So, it's it's good to see that they're going with other organizations and they're just not out in the dust. Not sure if you read this, but um, Usman's been just going around calling, you know, Masvidal, who, who, who's that, who's that, who's that. So now Masvidal has been answering him back calling him the owl, dude, the owl, dude. So I do see a lot of shit talk. He said he's going to baptize and crucifix him or some shit already. So I do see a lot of this playing out as them fighting, Them that going to be a good fight in July. Um, and if that fight doesn't get made there, the matchmakers UFC, somebody is fucking things up because that's the only fight that needs to happen for that division. I think Colby Covington, I mean, I think he needs to fight Tyron Woodley. I'm not sure, you know, how long he's going to be out for, but I do, I do see him on a card fighting somebody. I don't know. I don't know who it could be though, but if, if they got Edwards and, uh, and Woodley, already, already paired up, so, you know, you're looking at, you're looking at, you know, some fights that go. you know, Nick Diaz, that, that's really the only fight I could see happening, unless, you know, Nate Diaz was fighting, or, or, because I don't see Poirier moving up to 170 pounds for no reason, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me, so, I think he needs to stay in his lane, stay on there. I don't see him fighting Gaethje again for no reason. I do see him fighting, you know, Eli Quenta, Charles Oliveira, somebody like that. Give You know, Poirier deserves a good fight. I think he deserves a main event. I think he deserves somebody like who I just said. That's it. I think him and him and Hooker should have fought, but they didn't, you know. I think Paul Fowler should have fought, Poirier, you know. Those are the fights that that need to be made. So we'll just, you know, wait and see, but... So far, you know, start to the quarter has been great. You know, I'm waiting for more fights to be announced, though. But all in all, they've done good so far. And, um, shit, we'll be back after the Connor card. I think, I think, I think, um, our next episode will be after Connor, the breakdown on everything. Um, I gave my input on who i do think's going to win you know those cars. i do give the nod to donald zeroni now if you listened on the last cast on the last on the on the first half of this podcast i did break it down why i think connor if everybody's seen i mean the dude's coming in he's huge he's Mm -hmm. brolic he's jacked um i think cowboy's gonna have a lot of issues like i said um but i do see him getting the job done i th- i do see it being a decision or like a late 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 stoppage in the fifth round connor be gassed out um but i think he's just carrying too much pot or too much too much weight too much too much muscle he's gonna carry you know carry that on i don't think he can carry that you know three four and five um and i don't think he's gonna be able to finish cowboy in the first two i think that's what he's banking on is him coming in there rushing him now if you recall uh rafael des just dusting cowboy in like 50 seconds and i think that's how connor is contemplating this whole fight happening and i don't think that's gonna happen like that i do see cowboy winning now here's a here's one thing that i did not hear connor has got all these guarantees afterwards. Where the fuck is Cowboy after this? If he beats Connor, does he get a guaranteed title shot somewhere? That's what I want to know. I'm going to ask that question. I'm actually going to reach out to somebody and try to get that answer. But um, Holly Holm, I think she's going to just, I think she's going to tough it out. I think she's going to um, outpoint Raquel Pennington. They already fought before, but I do think Holly Holm's going to get the victory. I think Olenek is going to get the win. I think it's going to be a finish. I don't think it's going three rounds. I think Alexa Grasso is going to get get the victory. I think she's going to – this is going to be her her breakout performance. Um, Claudia Gaudela is a huge name for her, and I think this is going to be uh, Grasso's time. Anthony Pettis, on the other hand, he's giving Carlos Figueroa the opportunity to make a name off, off of his name, but he's not going to happen. Um, just to, you know, just to sign the contract alone, I mean, his name is going to be, is getting recognition, you know, against somebody like Showtime, but I do think Showtime is going to be Showtime and I think he's just going to put on a great performance. Uh, Macy Barber, I got nothing to say. I think she's going to go in there, put on a dominant performance. Um, I do see, see if if not in the first, I do see middle of the second round a finish. Andre Touchy Feely, I got nothing. That's it. Boom. He's on my on my scorecards always. I love watching him fight Andre Feely, Drew Dober. Um. I I actually had a chance. I sat with Drew Dober in Rochester, had the chance to talk to him and everything. Great guy. Um, I do think this is probably his toughest test to date. I think that Nazareth. Um, <clears throat> you know he has a lot of hype, but I think his hype is real. Um, unlike a lot of other fighters, you know, Zebi, I think his cardio is really his testament. I think he's somebody is going to expose that later on in his in his career as in maybe the next fight or the or the fight after that. <clears throat> but I do see Drew Dober having a tough time. Um Nazareth is tough, you know, so I do see Nazareth taking taking the W on that. So, other than that, I mean, you know, make sure you guys tune in and watch this fight. I will definitely be watching. I will be keeping stuff posted. You know, I had, the, you know, our Snapchat is MMA Facts, the podcast. Our Instagram, MMA Facts, the podcast. Um, I like to thank Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, of course. I mean, for just being with us, helping us out. Um, We are looking to be on YouTube real soon, so I will keep everybody updated. Uh, Again, thank you again.